Hi, I am Andrea, and this is Empowered by Darkness, a podcast for anyone seeking to dive deep into all parts of themselves, especially the darker ones, to become empowered by the integration of these into uncovering your unique expression and purpose. Here we shed light on the self-hatred, the resentment, the need for validation and saving, the fear of being loved, the illusion of power and damaging patterns, and many more topics that will challenge you to bloom where you're currently planted. Welcome to your life's work. Take a seat and let's get started. The human story is a story of love, redemption, kindness, and generosity. It is also a story of violence, division, neglect, and cruelty. Faced with all of this, we can soften, reach out, and do all we can to ease suffering. Or we can choose to live with fear and denial, doing all we can to guard our hearts from being touched, afraid of drowning in this ocean of sorrow. Welcome back to the Empowered by Darkness podcast. I am your host, Andrea. The quote that I just shared is one that I did not search for. Um, Yesterday, I was really feeling the intensity of wanting to guard myself from certain experiences that I was sure would bring pain and a level of facing myself that I wasn't sure I was ready for. And one of those experiences was actually opening up to a romantic connection. In feeling these emotions, I just went online and I was doing some reading on the deity uh, Quan Yin. Uh, Quan Yin is a female uh, deity that really embodies compassion and just unbound empathy for all of humankind. I had always been drawn to Quan Yin because her energy was one of just being able to hold space for all range of emotions. And I felt that the one pillar in my life that I kept going back to, that kept me grounded in some of the hardest moments that I had had to experience, was just being compassionate and acknowledging that this hard and excruciating moment in time was also just one more experience in the tapestry of of my existence. So in reading about Quan Yin, I stumbled upon this quote that I shared. And in the quote, the line that stood out to me was, we can choose to live with fear and denial, doing all we can to guard our hearts from being touched, afraid of drowning in the ocean of sorrow, 
that we perceived. The line stood out to me because of the word, uh, the phrase guarding our hearts from being touched. I started thinking, what does it mean for your heart to be touched? And naturally, I reflected on experiences in my life in which I'd felt that. And I started reflecting upon my job, um, being so fortunate to work with adults that are on the autism spectrum, and being able to see a different facet of life through their eyes. And I, I felt like my heart was touched by their narratives and their perception. And I reflected on moments with my mother and how they have touched me so deeply at an emotional level. These were all great things that had happened in my life that I'd opened myself up to. Perhaps it wasn't very hard for me to open myself up to them because they were good things that were happening. But on the flip side, I also thought about moments in my life that were extremely challenging, like when my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer and I witnessed her mortality for the first time and I saw her crying her eyes out really in front of me and expressing her fear of dying and me not knowing how to respond to that and and then seeing how she was able to get through her cancer treatment and find a new strength on the other side that she didn't know was possible and me feeling this new closeness to her and that was something that also touched my heart and I didn't guard myself in that moment from the pain of experiencing of a parent that was going through one of the most intense experiences anyone can go through just illness I didn't guard myself because I, in some ways, I was thrust into the experience and I couldn't not feel it, but also I think there came a point in which I acknowledged that it was incredibly difficult, but it was something that I was already under. It was a current that I was already under and I would just have to write it out and see where it took me. And I thought about another experience when my dad abandoned our family and how his absence touched a part of my heart that I didn't know was already hurting and grieving before he even left because the abuse before his absence was just so overwhelming and and when I allowed my heart to be touched by that, it, it awakened fear and grief and resentment that was yearning to be expressed and worked through. So I thought I have opened myself up to being softened, softened by both good and bad perceptually because nothing is really good or bad. It's just perception-wise. We determine the quality of an experience. But I thought about 
you know, just how from an outsider's perspective, the experiences that I described, both good and bad, you know, they, they softened me in different ways. And, and I started seeing that I didn't drown in any of those circumstances. There was sorrow because the world is immersed in sorrow in all of the corners that we can conceive of in society. But there's, like anything, a duality to experience. And, and so when I read this quote, I just felt like I had to keep reading. And there was something else that came up, and it actually spoke directly to intimate relationships. And the quote read, In our most intimate relationships, love and fear grow simultaneously. A compassionate heart knows this to be true and doesn't demand that fear disappear. It knows that only in the middle of fear can we begin to discover the fearlessness of compassion. Isn't that beautiful? I just, I had to write it on my journal because it struck a chord within, especially the line that says, that in our most intimate connections, love and fear grow at the same time. And if you think about it, I feel like sometimes the deeper love goes in our connections, the fear steps up a notch too. Because you start feeling so much resonance with this other soul that fear inevitably comes into the equation. The fear of losing them to either abandonment or death, there is, like always, the duality comes back in. You, you have a fear that can only be met with an equal, fearless, fearless compassion. Because if you think about it, and I was really thinking about this yesterday, like, compassion is really the one quality, the one emotion that can meet fear and the intensity of fear. Because compassion is kind of like the the soothing water that comes over the fire that is fear. Because fire, the fire can be so intense at times that we feel like there is no other reality, that there's there's no way of conceiving of safety when we have so much pent up fear for what can happen in, in our reality based on what we have seen before or just imagining the worst case scenario. So I started reflecting on the fear that I was feeling for opening up to a connection again. And obviously there were other factors involved in thinking about opening up to love you know like one of the things that I would always think about when imagining opening opening up to a connection was questioning if I had a healthy level of self-love that was already there and self-acceptance I was already there before I let someone into my life and when I really stepped back and thought about it I realized that 
that was kind of like the superficial layer to my apprehension with connections. The superficial layer being me questioning my self-love. Because that's kind of what I always heard people saying around me that you had to have a degree of before you were with someone. But if I really, really looked inward, fear was everywhere. Fear was underlining every possible thought that I could have about being with another human being in a romantic sense. And that was the fear of being abandoned. But it was also the fear of losing myself in a connection, losing the fire that I had come to finally acknowledge in myself, the fire for being able to help others, being able to pursue this career that was going to bring me great fulfillment. And I just, there was a level of distrust too of myself, but fear was just so rampant in in my internal existence. So when this quote came up and and fear was just made to be something that was obviously going to be there, you know, because I, I experienced guilt for feeling fear because I'm like, shouldn't I be over this? I kept thinking, shouldn't I, after doing some healing, be at a place in which I don't feel the same level of apprehension? But this, these quotes, what they did for me was normalize the experience of feeling apprehension and, and doubting whether something is going to last because there is love there. Because I know that if I let someone into my life romantically, there's going to be love and outpouring of it, of affection. And love naturally is going to come with fear. And just me being able to tie those two things and acknowledge that perhaps they couldn't be exclusive from each other. And that was something that I was going to have to accept and come to hold compassion for if if I was really seriously thinking about being with someone else. And I think that another part of this that came up for me when reflecting on this was thinking about running from suffering. A lot of the times, running from suffering is pretty much in all parts of our lives when we live ruled by fear because we harden our hearts to what can happen, to the what if. We turn away from pain because it's just too much and it feels like it's it feels like it's not a part of existence. We almost think that we are not we are entitled to not having pain. And we don't stop to acknowledge that everybody has pain in their lives. Everybody has moments that bring them to their knees. And we are not entitled to an absence of these, but we are entitled and we are worthy of holding that compassion through these moments. Because compassion seems like the passive um, entity beside, you know, the, the pain and 
the suffering. It seems like the passive entity. It seems like the thing that is, you know, not as strong, not as capable because the suffering is what is happening to us. So we naturally come to associate it with being superior. But compassion stems from within. It stems from the creation that all of us are capable of when we tune in to ourselves and our personal power, which I really wish that I could make you feel through my words how powerful we are as humans to, through our perception, change our reality and and just the way that we conceive of ourselves and the people that are in our current existence, you know, compassion can be transformational. And even through the worst of pathways, through the worst of suffering, when we hold compassion, it can be a direct path to transformation and liberation for, for our souls to go through these tough moments, through to go through these, not even, if they're not even, you know, tough and, and they're not, you know, brings you to your knees type of, of suffering, even if it's not that degree of, of difficulty, even if it's just opening yourself up to be seen at a level that you've never imagined you would allow, even if it's just that, you know, having that exposure and leaning into that exposure despite the fear it can open up this ocean of possibility and just greater acceptance of duality and in order to make compassion more tangible let me give you in kind of an example of the most basic tenant of compassion which is toward yourself, compassion aimed within. Because there was like a a saying um, from the Buddha, and I don't know the saying by memory, but it hints at genuine compassion, not making a distinction between self and others. And the simplest, but also the most profound level of compassion is when we embrace our own imperfections and shortcomings and we do so by acknowledging the wide spectrum of contradicting emotions and just perceptions that we can have in one experience because it goes back to if I felt that initial fear of opening up to a connection can I have compassion for myself in that moment for continuing to feel fear? And can I unveil why that emotion is still there and not suppress it or bury myself deeper in shame and guilt? And I ended up feeling yesterday as I was reflecting on these things that the more that I started opening myself up to these quotes and 
just how true they felt to me within because sometimes life is so complicated that it feels like it's happening to you more often than you are happening to it and there are just so many factors that come into play and sometimes due to the complexity of it we close ourselves off to the nuances that make us feel like we are heard and we are understood and yesterday when i opened myself up to one of those nuances which is duality and and compassion my experience felt understood and it became less about the experience of not knowing whether to open myself up to love and more about acknowledging that this was a more grand experience. This was the shirking away from feeling pain, from feeling emotions that feel out of reach, uncontrollable. This was deeper and and if I could hold compassion for how much more grand it was, then I would be able to start shifting within. So that concludes our episode. Um, this was one of our more personal ones where I share where I'm currently at on my journey. If you liked kind of the format of this episode with me sharing some quotes and some resources that have helped me, um, please let me know because I loved the format today, but I don't know if you loved it. It's a little bit more intimate, um, but I just let me know. You know, I always, always, always appreciate your feedback. So I'm sending you all of my love wherever you are, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye. There is no right time to begin working on the parts of ourselves we may have neglected for the majority of our lives. If you're here, it is for a reason. I am so proud of you for asking the tough questions and delving into what comes of these. May you find the deepest healing and transformation on this path. Thank you.